I got Vaseline because my lips are like busted. <laughs> I put on like oh my gosh, you have to tell the story. Oh yeah. So I've been having very, very chapped lips and I don't know where this came from, maybe because it's wintertime, but at Christina's birthday dinner, I was like, does anyone have chapstick? And then Jimin was like, I have Vaseline. And then Rebecca's like, no, no, no. I have this amazing lip balm that like I swear by it's like the best thing. And so I put it on and my lips started to tingle. You know, when you put on like lip plump tingling sensation that was happening. And I was like, Hey, does this make your lips tingle? And she's like, no, it doesn't. And then I looked up the ingredients and there's soy protein in it, which is what I'm like, allergic oh, to so i was reacting God. to that and so now my lips are just like cracked and like every single wrinkle that i have on my lip is bleeding <laughs> so i'm glad it's like i was like running my finger across my my like bottom and top lip and it feels like christina's dried contact lenses <laughs> you know like dried contact lenses how they're kind of like rubbery but hard <laughs> And then you want to tell her about your hair? <laughs> yeah, so the contact lenses, I slept over at Christine's. So it was my birthday over the weekend, right? And then Joanne and I slept over at Christine's place. And I slept on the sofa and then I like lied down and like the lights were off. We said goodnight and I realized I forgot to take out my contacts, which are dailies. So you like dispose of them every day. So I took them out and I like placed them on the coffee table next to the sofa. And then I was taking a shower um, like the next day. It was like way later next day nighttime i was at my place i left christine's like hours and hours and hours ago and i was like oh i like suddenly remembered that i left the contacts on the table and forgot to throw them out in the morning so i texted christine i was like i'm so sorry i just realized i left my contacts on your table and then christine said like oh yeah she like wondered if i flung them onto the table because one of them was like in the middle of the conference <laughs> But I think what happened was like they dried up, and then in the morning I was like folding the blanket on the sofa. So I think the wind from the blanket blew it over. But in my um, mind, I was like, Christina had a few tequila shots that night, so maybe she was like a little bit like over the edge. So I like imagine her like taking the contact out of her eye, just like flinging it in. Like, oh just I wish God. I was that free. <laughs> talking about freedom let's talk about financial freedom wow <laughs> well, that's good we are talking about financial freedom but before we do that should we talk about what we're eating and drinking in true samcha fashion christina do you want to go first uh yeah sure so i'm eating some spicy tuna roll it's like mm -hmm. very red mm -hmm. i know wow and then i have like like an old-fashioned but no orange peel so it's just the sugar bitters a little bit of water and whiskey nice <laughs> nice so that's me what about you christine me i am eating kimbap for like the millionth time i don't know how many times i had kimbap <laughs> <laughs> we've been recording samcha and then i am sipping this thing called eskubak sweet dram have you guys heard of this before so mm. i think this is a gin that is distilled with 14 botanicals including caraway, cardamom, nutmeg, and citrus, then lightly sweetened, sweetened with raisins, vanilla, and a small amount of sugar. 
And wow. the label's really cute. Escubac. It is. It's from France. I've never tried it before, so you get a – it tastes nice. <laughs> it tastes like medicinal. It's nice. <laughs> I'll stop talking. Okay. <laughs> what are you having today? <laughs> I'm drinking this straightaway organic white tea vodka soda with yuzu and pear. It's wow. pretty good. I've, I already that opened so it. Good. I think I got it probably like at Whole Foods or something. That's good. And then I'm having it with some chippies. And then I just made like a easy dip with like plain yogurt and dill and lime and onion powder. And it tastes like a green onion dip. No. Chive. Chive and onion dip. Yeah. Um, Sour cream and but onion it's- dip. No, I don't know. A sour cream and onion dip, exactly, yes. But it's healthy because yogurt. Yum. I feel yes, like you should put the recipe it. up on, Ooh. on our socials. On samcha, on samcha.com. Yeah. No, samchapodcast.com. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I will yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. We could do some blog posts of different mm. snacks. Yeah. Cool. As per usual, we are going to be going deeper and deeper today about money and finances and all the fun stuff. Um, so as you all know, Samcha is three rounds. In each round, we will um, get drunker and drunker <laughs> and fuller and fuller with our drinks and snacks and talk about finances today. Dun, dun. Woo! Dun. And we all have our glasses on today (laughs) because we're talking about our finances and not because we (laughs) eat a burrito. (laughs) Cheers, your time. Let's go. So first question is, if you were to give yourself a grade, A through F, like you would get in school when you take a test, what would you give yourself when it comes to your personal finances? Mm. Okay, I can go First, I feel like right now where I stand, I'm like pretty comfortable in giving myself a pretty decent grade. I think like in the last few years, like right before the pandemic, I started to learn a little bit more about finances. And so, yeah, I feel good about maybe giving myself like a B plus in um, grading my um, own personal finance and kind of what I know and what I'm involved with. I would definitely though say that like five, six years ago, I would have totally failed and given myself an F. But right now I feel I feel good about a B plus. How have you managed to like take yourself from an F to mm-hmm. a B plus? Because that's like a pretty drastic improvement. Yeah. What's interesting, well, my kind of like quote unquote journey with that is I feel like it's really hard in the beginning to like dive into the world of like figuring all of this stuff out. But then once you're in and once you are like learning more with like the money you have and just kind of developing your knowledge a little bit, it becomes a little bit easier. Like maybe that's obvious with anything. Um, so now that I've kind of like, uh, figured out my finances and like feel comfortable with it in the last like three-ish years, it's taken me, you know, 
that long to to get comfortable. Well, and also like I'm curious, like what like how it, you're saying like I how guess, how, but also like what made it an F? Like were you like in serious debt, and then now like you're a B plus oh. because like you know what I mean? So I'm curious of that yeah. like that drastic um, improvement in your own grade. I see, I see. So no, it wasn't because I was in debt. It was I think it, I gave myself I or I give myself right now an F five years ago because I just had no idea. Like I, I just had like all my money in like a typical savings account that wasn't doing anything for me. It wasn't growing it at all, which is fine. Like I, I'm not saying that that's bad necessarily, but in the world of owning your own personal finance and like financial, like a financial journey, I feel like it was pretty stagnant. Mm -hmm. um, and so because mm -hmm. of that, I would give myself an F. Whereas like now I think my money is in a place where, or are in multiple places where it's growing or it's moving. And not only that, I like can understand why it's moving and growing, why it's important. So then I think that kind of pushes me up to mm. B plus territory. <laughs> I have friends who are in finance and they talk about finance and their own personal finances. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But when it comes to like what I can control, being someone who isn't in finance, I think I would give myself maybe like a B minus, C plus. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I say this because I know that I could read a lot more um, about how to become more financially literate in terms of like the things that my friends in finance are talking about. But then at the same time, like all of the best practices that are that are known, like put your money or like save three to six months of your salary and have that as like a baseline and then put that in like a high yield savings account and then everything else um, that you have maybe potentially explore putting them into like index funds or um, in ETFs and then set up your 401k. So I have all of like that I think is like the baseline and that I think is like average. And that's like how I measure myself. But then I know that there's a lot more that I can do and a lot more that I can learn, but I just don't really care about it. So I would say that like my curiosity about personal finances is just like, how can I make sure that I'm set up so that I'm not like going to work until I die, um, though I love working, but I don't want to be like working in my tech job until I'm like 85 years old. So mm -hmm. setting those like best, best practices as like the baseline and then there's so much more to learn, but so little time and care that I have in this specific topic. It's a tricky question because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of layers to it. And I think for me, like, I think when I was young, like, when I was younger, like, my parents always instilled in me, like, saving before you spend and, like, always save, like, this much money and, like, out of your, you know, your paycheck, you know, when I was, like, tutoring in high school and things like that. Um, so I think, like, as a teenager and like very young adult, like like student, as a student, I would say like A plus, like I was really good with managing just like my cash flow, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then I think like 
now as you like get a job and like you're in the real world and like you're thinking about retirement yeah i would probably give myself more of like a c because that saying like c's get degrees it's like i've got like my 401k set up i've got like some you know stocks and like we've like invested in like different things but then I don't like deeply research it. It's like, I'm not studying super hard for it for my mm -hmm. class. And it's like, I kind of like figure it out. Like I'll read yeah. the stuff from my work about like what to set up and why, and I kind of just do it and then forget about it. So yes, yeah, so I would give myself a C because I like similar to you, Christine, like I've like got the things set up, but I don't like actively kind of research or monitor and that type of thing. Although I know like technically with stocks, like you don't need to like monitor that all the time. Cause it's like, as, as an example, but mm -hmm. anyway. Do you think you were always like a C or do you think like, as like Megan was talking about like comparing herself to like five years ago to like where you are now, would you say that you've made like improvements to how you handle your personal finances or would you think that you're, or do you, would you say that you're like consistently like a C? No. Well, I think I'm still like good with my money. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, I think I'm just lucky that I don't have to worry too much about like, how am I going to pay my rent every month? And like, just like yeah. paying for gross, like those things, like I am lucky enough that like with my paycheck, I don't have to worry about it every single like pay payment cycle. Yeah. So in that sense, it's like, yeah, like I'm good. Um, and I'm, I don't overspend like out of my means and that kind of thing. So like that has always been consistent. And like, I always mm -hmm. pay my credit cards on time. And like, those are things my parents instilled in me growing up. Um, but then when it comes to the world of investing and retirement and that kind of thing, it's all very new. And even like, if we get into like taxes and stuff, very mm -hmm. foreign to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I get by. Well, you guys both bring up a good point because like growing up. So like when I, when I say five years ago, I don't know why I'm arbitrarily using five, but like growing up, same with you, Christina, like my parents instilled like save, save, save. So I was mm -hmm. always really good with my money. I was never in debt. Um, again, like super lucky and privileged to be able to say that, but I never like spent above my means. Um, so that was always there and I always had savings. There was always like an egg. Is that what we, is that what we call it? A nest, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. a nest as they say. So like there was always a nest, but then I think like once I started making like, you know, like making like good money or like career money, I think that's when, um, I, and I say five years ago because I've been at this, my first job. Um, for it'll be six years now, but mm -hmm. it'll be six years at the end of this year, but like around five years ago, when I first started and was making like career money, I had no idea. Like I was just like, oh yeah, you just put it into savings. Like that's what my parents said. So I take, you know, X amount, X percentage and then put it into my savings. But it wasn't until, yeah, like three-ish years ago where I started mm -hmm. to realize like, wait, but like, what is all this stuff that these people are talking about? <laughs> Um, yeah. and then kind of like went from there. So I think that's why I gave myself an F because it was more that like, I just really didn't know, um, a whole lot. And I feel like I'm a little bit more well-versed in it now. I remember like when I first got out of college and I had my first job, my manager was like asking me, he was really nice. 
Um, and he was asking me like, so now you've graduated college, like what percentage are you allocating to your 401k? And he was like giving me like a rundown of my, fi- mm. like how to set up my finances, but I had no idea what he was talking about. He's like, you have to like elect FSA or HSA and you have to roll things over. And I'm like, <laughs> where and how, and like, what does that look like? Um, but I remember like out of the gates when I graduated college, I had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea what anything meant. And I was like so afraid to ask like stupid questions because I just simply Mm -hmm. didn't know. And then I also like remember like right out of college, my parents are like leading up to college, my parents always gave me an allowance. So my mentality was not like, oh, you should save your allowance. It was more, I'm lucky that my parents can give me allowance every month um, and it'll like replenish itself by the end. So I had this mentality of just like, run it down and then it'll replenish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then once I graduated college, my parents are like, you're on your own. Like you are, we're not like financially like responsible for you anymore. Um, You moving out of the house and like starting a new life, you're going to have to fund all of that. And it's like, you're on your own. So that's when I was really like, I need to buckle down and like take more responsibility towards my finances and how I see it. But there were so many things that I did that didn't set me up psychologically for success in terms of the way that I saw money, like growing up versus um, training me for the real world. I think I have like a similar kind of upbringing as, as what you were bringing up, Christine, is like I definitely was lucky enough to um, get allowance like from my parents. And like, I mean – they, they for sure told me, like, even with allowance, like, you should save, you know, a certain percentage. And I think they were trying to kind of instill in me, like, even though this money is coming in for free, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you should save it because, you know, you might want to get something like really big or like you might go on like a ch- little trip with your friends or something and you like want to make sure you have the funds, right? Um, so that was really cool. But I think there wasn't anything more than that. So like, you know, my parents, they weren't telling me or teaching me about, you know, investments or um, how to invest or like what what any of the, that even means. Yeah, it was like kind of an interesting way to grow up. Like some of the concepts were instilled, but um, I wasn't necessarily taught from my parents how to do a lot of the stuff and actually a lot of my knowledge came from like Sean's parents and Sean's mom Mm. Um, because once we started getting really serious we actually like basically took like a finance course from mom mama Waylon um wow that's so nice yeah it was really cool like I literally have like my notes here it literally says (laughs) adulting 101 (laughs) we sat with her for uh, a few consecutive weeks um for a few months and we like she literally taught us like these are some of the terms that you should know these are some of the websites these are articles that you should read Mm -hmm. and like she really helped to like make sense and like what is it like make more human some of these things because before it just like you know there's all these books on finance too and like I definitely bought a few and I would open up the first three pages and I was like what the fuck is going on I have no (laughs) like 
like for dummies, but like I have, it's just it just goes through your head. Um, so a lot of my knowledge definitely comes from like Sean's mom and Sean's parents. But growing up, I just I did not have like my parents as a resource. Not, Where did Sean's mom learn all of it? Um, I think... and the reason I'm asking yeah. is also because like I was, I feel like there's this. Actually, I don't know like Sean's mom's background or anything, but like I was gonna like say earlier, like you know our parents are immigrants, and then like it's kind. Of, I, I'm wondering if it's like a generational thing, like a new generation thing, where we have the funds to be able to like put money into investing and things like that, versus our parents probably were just more like day by day, month by month, like raising kids really young and yada yada yada, right? And so mm-hmm. they didn't have like you know money to invest and stuff and then i i just know sean's mom is type like taiwanese american or immigrated from taiwan so i'm curious like um where like how she learned and like came through that did she learn like in her adulthood and like kind of figure it out and then she shared it with you guys um because that's really cool sean's mom is like not in finance or she doesn't have a background in finance, but she came to the States um, for college and then she Mm -hmm. stayed um, beyond until now. If you meet Sean's mom, which you probably will at a wedding. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) A certain wedding. (laughs) wedding. (laughs) She's like extremely like independent, like go getter, like very outspoken, but she's like this tiny like Taiwanese woman. Um and she's like very, very like power to the woman. Like she's like a very independent person. And I think financial independence was like a really big thing for her. And I'm like kind of deducing a little bit just from like the way that I know her. I'm just going to assume that like she wanted to take charge of her finances Mm -hmm. and like really wanted to, to learn and yeah, just take control of it. So she like manages all of that um, and all of her um, finances and stuff. So So it, yeah. So it's like really awesome to get her perspective, but also not her perspective. It's just like just kind of learning from another person instead of a book or like a YouTube video. I mean, YouTube videos actually are really helpful. Like I've definitely watched like Elena Tabor, her oh, yeah. like her video on finance or like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people on um, on YouTube that like share, but it's also difficult because I feel like a lot of people share like basics or like they kind of like go through um, like high level, but it's always nice to like actually put numbers down or like actually try something or actually put, you know, your money yeah. in, in, in a certain place. So yeah, it's like a, she was like such a great resource. I love that she's just like taking like life by the horns and just like I don't care I'm gonna like ride you I'm gonna you're a master I'll whip you yeah she whipped finances into shape you know like and that's not something that like was very at least from like what I'm comparing my observations from like that generation it's usually Mm -hmm. like typically like finances were handled by men like our dads and our moms just, you know, kind of like gave their opinions along for the then, ride. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't like the person who was like actually responsible or felt responsible mm. for like where the finances went. I'm very much generalizing here, but at least yeah. from what was common from like the community that I grew up in, that's what I saw. But mm. I love that 
Mama Waylon was like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going to determine the future and I'm going to study and I'm going to pass this wisdom down on to my children and give them yeah. adulting 101, <laughs> parenting 101's next. Yeah. Because like, learning it, like learning it yourself, parenting 101 is next. I just, I just heard it. Um, learning, like, learning it yourself is one thing, but then like teaching it then to somebody else is like a whole yeah. other thing. Um, yeah. And so like she was really able to do that. Well, like, but what's really cool too is like now looking back on it in my life, mm-hmm. like my mom also control like controls the finances and she manages I shouldn't use the word control necessarily but my mom manages our family's finances so like my dad mm-hmm. works but then he like brings everything and then my mom like manages and she's like money managing queen like she doesn't manage it in maybe what we're talking about like what Sean's mom does with the money mm-hmm. and, and investments and all of these other things there isn't like that much of a diversification there but mm-hmm. like with my mom she also manages money which is I would say that's not as common as as you just mentioned Christine I think again completely generalizing here but like mm-hmm. in that generation of immigrants and like korean americans or koreans you i think would mostly see the men yeah um or the dads yeah for my parents like my dad definitely i would i always i just have memories of him always like checking receipts against like the credit card statements like making sure Mm -hmm. it's like all in place but then my mom would always like handle like tax stuff and like she like studied accounting for like a little bit as well so yeah, and then my parents together, like, they invested in, like, a rental property, like, many, many years ago. Yeah, mine was maybe kind of in between. Like, I grew up, like, seeing both of them, like, kind of work on it together, even though my mom doesn't, um, she doesn't work. So my dad is also the one that's just, like, bringing um, in the money. I guess it's it's really case by case and, like, family by family and every family yeah. is different. Like, when I think about the way that my parents talked about money or like how it kind of existed between them in their marriage. It was more like since my dad's in like the financial services sector, he handled all of our families and he was the sole like, what do you call it? Like breadwinner. Like we were like a single income family. I think like when it came to like large decisions, like we're going to buy this house, we're going to move here. Um, I'm going to invest like X amount of money in this. Like he talked to my mom about that and that's like all I knew. But when it came to like the day-to-day month-to-month management, it was never something that I saw my mom handle. It was more like she went to the bank and she withdrew money or like whatever. She like deposited checks for my dad, but that was (laughs) to the extent of what I saw. So yeah, I guess it's really like based on – yeah. But also, like, who knows? Because it's, like, money Like money management is something that's so, like, it's not, like, physical, really, except for, like, going mm-hmm. to the bank and, like, withdrawing cash. But, like, yeah. it's so not, like, physical or, like, visible. I mean, plus, like, you know, it was a different generation, like, in our parents' yeah. generation in terms of, like, what their financial portfolios, like, might have been like. I don't know. We could have missed a lot of stuff, too. But that's the thing. It's, like... We don't have those really open conversations of, like deeply, um, or I haven't, not to the extent of Mama Waylon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, cheers to, cheers to Mama Waylon. I want to take a class. Maybe she yeah. should teach a course. <gasps> should yeah, we I mean, have her she... on as like a podcast guest and like she could talk about like why she decided to like go against the grain and then like. 
her story. Oh God, she could probably talk. She could probably talk forever on going against the grain. Like she's so, she's so cool. Speaking of wanting to take Mama Whalen's Adulting 101 class, um, what's something that you wish you learned or knew about finance, like, you know, back in your 20s or maybe like back when you first started working and earning career money? We can like maybe put it that way too. Yeah. What's something you wish you learned or knew before? So much. <laughs> I know. I know. So much. Let's all jump on. Yeah. I wish I just, I wish I just convertible like... out of college. Like what? <laughs> You got a convertible out of college? Do you not remember that car? Yeah. What? Wait, but was uh -huh. it? That was your parents' car though, right? Or was it yours? No, it was my car. <laughs> you bought it? It was Zine. Zine's car. <laughs> oh, you, you leased oh, it? Oh my God. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. That's like one mm. thing that I look back on. I'm like, damn, you're so dumb. Like, I had the information in front of me where it was like my mom had like a friend who worked the, at the dealership and she cut like a very, very good deal for this car. Mm. And I was looking for mm. one and my mom was getting rid of her lease. And so if mm -hmm. we started a new lease after her lease, then we get like an even bigger discount. And so she's like, if you pay mm. X amount more, then you can get like this really great car, uh, which is like a little bit out of your budget or... You can stay within your, you can stay in your budget, but get like the whatever car. So she's like, you know, it's not that much like every month, but I should have, you know, like not fallen into the trap and have been a little <laughs> bit more like fiscally more responsible. Yeah. That's a good answer. But then, yeah, fiscally responsible. I wish, I don't know. But then I guess that also led me to like other paths that like, I'm like, oh, okay, that like led me to one other like hop where I was like, oh. Uh, this is a lifestyle that I want. I think I need to make more money. And then I like um, encourage myself to kind of visualize or understand the lifestyle that works for me and then what that would look like in terms of my income and then work towards that. So there's always like a blessing okay. in disguise from your mistakes. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you are a dumbass. And like now <laughs> if I think about the way that my younger brothers are handling their finances, I think I have – like a way to communicate to them, like some of the mistakes that I've made in my 20s that yeah. I'm happy mm. to like pass down to them. And also like now I feel fine, but there's just so many, we can go on for days about the dumb things that I did in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like maybe a little boring, but like I just wish I knew things sooner, whether that be like through like, I don't know, siblings or like through like family or through just learning about it or whatnot. I feel like there was a there was quite a long period of time where I heard all these terms being thrown around, right? Like investing and, and retirement and all of these things. And I would like dabble, like I would like get a book here, like read a thing there. And I literally have like these books like stacked in, in my room in LA, like just about finance and like trying to like get into it. And I like lagged for a really long time. And so I kind of wish like took it more seriously and like started earlier because like another like buzz buzz term is like the power of compounding and how like mm -hmm. every year, right? Like you can make more and more money. 
like not that this is necessarily about like making a ton of money, but also like if I can retire tomorrow, like that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess just like a boring but like very practical answer would just be like I I kind of wish like I learned about some of the stuff a little bit sooner and I had more resources to learn about it sooner. <laughs> the end. Uh, the no, end. Not speaking. <laughs> for me, I wish that like I got a bigger tolerance for risk earlier on because I've just always been and I still am very risk averse. But now, like, I don't know if it's just because I, like, earn more money than I did, you know, five, ten years ago. But I'm much more comfortable, like, putting different portions of of my money, I guess our money. Um, that's another topic, I guess, because I've got joint. Oh, money. that's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah. yeah, but, like, putting our money in different investments and things like that versus just sitting in my savings. But when I was in my 20s, like, I just wanted to, like keep it all in my savings and just like it became like a rush almost of like oh like how much can I add to my savings like every Mm. month um but yes I I wish I learned earlier but I think you know the best time to start is just like now like there's no use use in thinking like oh if I started like this many years before I could have earned this much like if there's like one thing that I've learned it's that like the economy and like finances are just very unexpected um yeah. and things can change at any moment so you just kind of have to you know do do what research you can but like and obviously make sure you've got enough so that you can get by if something happens but i don't think it's worth it to like try to worry over it you know so much you know well wow, you said it really well i think that's like what i wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> wanted to say it's it's like because it's kind of like you know how I talked about like all the books like I had all the books and I I um, was like like study I was trying to study it and that's because I was like scared I was like I was much more nervous because all my life right you have to save and like it's so volatile things can be so volatile so you don't want to like put all your eggs in one basket wow I use that I, I just used the that term eggs. twice. Yeah. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> eggs. Ooh, is that the name of our episode? Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. We sorry. should talk so, about yeah, like, I, the egg inflation thing too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Eggs Don't are even like, get me started. Eggs are like $20. Yeah. Dude, $20. I love Vital Farms, but like if it's going to literally be $20 for 12 eggs, like I cannot afford. Okay. No. Anyway. Yeah. So I think. Thank you for saying what you said is basically. Well, I'm glad it resonates with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The joint finances. Well, I mean, we're kind of good right now because we're dink. Like we're double income, no kids. Yeah. So, yeah. But going back to Ircha, like I think we know that there's things that we need to do. And I think Dane like maybe does a little bit more research and has like more friends who are into finance and I just think in general, socially, guys talk about money more than girls and all of that. But yeah, it's it, it can be hard to just like sit down and like, let's talk adulting 101, <laughs> you know, like, like Mama yeah. Waylon. Um, yeah. But it's a good practice. Sean and I, we, ha- we use Notion like religiously. And so we'll mm-hmm. build it into like our Notion. Like we have like a finance tab and like we'll just constantly update and like get together and like talk about it. That was one thing that was pretty easy for us 
um, after, especially after like, you know, Mama Whalen adulting 101, it was quite mm-hmm. easy to like build, build it into like our day to day. So if it helps and if scheduling is like a thing, mm-hmm. it's like if you put in something like once a quarter or like once a month, I don't know, for, for folks, if, if you need then it's nice to like know that like okay that saturday for x amount of hours we're gonna have a chat about you know x y and z and just like Mm -hmm. be on top of it so that's something that we do and it's like been really helpful to like be aware of like how much pad thai we're ordering because it could get (laughs) wild over here that's that's a tricky thing because like um before i got married like I religiously used YNAB. It's this app, you need a budget. So Y-N-A-B, uh-huh. it's called YNAB. And um, it's actually like a paid app, but it just works really well. It's based on the envelope method, which means like, instead of like forecasting your budget, you take like your paycheck and then you're putting it into like, you know, theoretical envelopes of different yeah. categories. And so you're really just like, spending within your means and like you can like put aside however much for savings and stuff and so i got really just like into managing every single dollar um that i was getting um but then now like that we have joint like we have we have a joint account but we also have our own separate checking accounts but like our paychecks Mm -hmm. come into our account um and yeah it just gets to be like a lot more unruly when there's like two separate people's credit cards some of our credit cards were like each other's um you know authorized user some it's just like our own like yeah so it's a it's a lot that's like a whole nother episode yeah that is (laughs) that's that's hot chow right there oh my god like when you bring someone into your finances Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. money and relationships which is like interesting because like my parents got married in their 20s and so that's like when we were kind of learning a lot of this stuff so mm-hmm. i guess my parents kind of learned a lot of it together but then for me and dane like we learned in our individually in our 20s and then had to like come together like at 29 and 30. um yeah so maybe that plays into it as well that was in my last relationship we did that. We were like, what are our financial goals? Like, what kind of life are we going to build together? And so I think like that set me off on like the right track of, oh my God, I should cut back on certain things or like I should be more loose about spending in other areas. Or I think like one thing that I learned like between my 20s and 30s is that sometimes I have this like restrictive mentality when it's not completely necessary. So whenever it came to like planning a vacation or like eating out, if it wasn't like, if you didn't create those like buckets of like allocating in, in certain um, categories, then you, you just have this like perpetual fear that like you're overspending. Um, But in the exercise that I had with my last relationship, it gave me a little bit more freedom to say like, oh, it's okay to spend in this area. And then you really need to chill out on your DoorDash orders. When it comes to what you've learned from your 20s and what you've established in your 30s and your understanding of your own, I guess, financial health, what do you look forward to when it comes to like 
this decade and your 40s and 50s, is there something that like you financially are like planning for, something that you look forward to? Or is there something that you kind of are manifesting for yourself um, in terms of like financial well-being? I think it's kind of related to what we just said about, you know, when you are really looking at all of your finances and you are paying attention and you're not just like, you know, it's not in the back of your mind. Like you can see where everything mm-hmm. is. Um, it gives you a little bit more freedom to say, oh, it's okay to like spend in this area because mm-hmm. that's what it's allocated for. And I've got this other money that's saved here or invested there. So I think right. um, something I've noticed like as I've grown older is like, yeah, because of like gaining more control, like being mm-hmm. okay to like enjoy myself within what like within the means that I've set. Um, so yeah. I think I look forward to that. But at the same time, like I know that I'm going to have like when we when we start a family and like if we decide to buy a home, like there are going to be like a whole slew of other financial decisions and factors that come in. So I'm a little nervous, you know, about how that will impact and, you know, just our lifestyle, all the new things we'll have to learn. But hopefully it's just like a, it's a thing where you keep learning and then you get like a new challenge, but like you're better than you were last year. And then you just like keep building off of that. So I think enjoying things that, you know, we have set, you know, for ourselves to enjoy. And then um, hopefully just like taking on those challenges by the horns, like Mama Waylon. <laughs> and writing it. writing <laughs> it. For me, the obvious one kind of coming to mind is like, I am again, like kind of just really starting to feel pretty comfortable in like my knowledge of some of the stuff. And so, but I still, you know, gave myself a B, what did I give myself a B plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, I can be at like an A plus plus. A plus plus. <laughs> a plus plus plus. I feel like I'm going to reserve the A plus pluses for the finance folks. Um, But uh, yeah, like I think just like becoming like so well-versed in it that like I could maybe tell someone or teach someone about something, which I think like, I I don't think I'm there yet. You know, I think I'm, I'm comfortable with like my knowledge, but then if I needed to like teach someone like a, a whole concept about something like I don't necessarily know how that would come across um Mm -hmm. so maybe something like that I think what is actually kind of interesting is like my kind of like thoughts or wishes or considerations for like my 40s or my 50s is kind of like almost the opposite of what Christina just said which Mm -hmm. uh, her second part which is like you know the the challenges of like you know, growing a family and like all of this other stuff. Like I think at when I was growing up or like even like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, like the before Sean, I was thinking about like the next step, which is like, oh, you save up and then you like buy a house or like then you save up and then you like have kids and then, you know, like those types of steps. Um, But as I'm like living my life and as like I have this partner and I have like grown this family, um, of two, <laughs> um, I am realizing that like what I maybe knew or thought I knew about like the these like big pillars um, that are coming up might 
not necessarily come in the way that I thought. And so I think just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I think just maybe like acknowledging those things um, and like really fully understanding those things in the context of like finance and, and financial security and like what that means, I think will be kind of interesting um, mm-hmm. to, to see how it plays out in the next decade or like two decades of our lives. But also it would be nice to like not have to work. Because <laughs> yeah. this podcast is going to take off and we're going to be full-time <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> we're going to get paid to talk. <laughs> that would that's be not work. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm manifesting for yes. <laughs> <in> my 40s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Christine? I think what I envision for for my, I guess like 30s, 40s, and 50s is like changing the path that I've been charting in my 20s and 30s. I think that most of my 20s and 30s, I've taken, like as Christina mentioned, like very safe bets to get to like a lifestyle that I wanted to live or prove something to myself. So it was like I wanted to, I manifested like moving to San Francisco or manifested moving to New York and um, living in a loft in Williamsburg. So all of those things kind of, all of my financial decisions had kind of have been informed by what I had manifested or like what I wanted in my life. But now I think that in my 30s, 40s and 50s, I think about like time as like a resource in addition to money and what, how to like balance a good life between the two. I'm starting to like really enjoy my job and um, I've never felt this way in my career oh, before, funny. like ever, which is really great. But then now with like the, the other time that I have, how can I like shift energy towards potentially exploring like new like supplementary areas outside of my career? that could make my life feel more full outside of like just saving, like perpetually saving um, without having an understanding of what that would, what I would gain from that. So um, I do obviously like manifest new things now, like the things that I manifest are um, like a vision of like taking my mom and dad traveling to enjoy like new countries and new experiences while they're healthy um, and like not fly economy. Like I want to like freaking fall out and take them on like a business class flight and take them to like a nice hotel and like not have that feel like such a pinch, um, in my finances. So there's like new things that I'm manifesting, but like, how can I like rewire my brain to not think that like the safe path is the only path, but maybe take more actions towards utilizing my time in a way that is like satisfying and also can get me to what I'm manifesting in the future. That all came out of my ass, but I think I just pooped it all out, but it's been something that I've been thinking about is like, what is this all for? Like, why am I saving up any, like I might die like next month or, I mean, knock on wood, I'm not going to die, but it's just, you never know, like, you're just pre- like preparing yourself for like reti- like a very conventional life where you retire at 65 and then like you, I don't know, raise your kids and like farm or like garden in the backyard. But that's not necessarily like the life that I want to live. I want to live a life where I really deeply enjoy my work and I work until the day that I die because I loved my work so much. I think it's more like reframing like conventional thinking and really like trying to understand what I want 
to do with the time that I have, which is very, very limited. So it's like money and time, but like time is actually a little bit more valuable to me now than money is. Finding that balance for yourself is so difficult, but probably definitely going to be so obviously rewarding. Um, And then trying not to like compare that balance to anybody else because – yeah. You know, you grow up you grow up thinking one thing or like you spend half a decade or a decade thinking, you know, you want this for yourself, but then if it changes, it does. Mm-hmm. But like finding that perfect balance. Yeah. Key. I have none of it. Like if you see like this <laughs> little frame right here, it's like my side projects, like the first meal that I'm having of the day, some alcohol, like the podcast mic, like books. <laughs> And then like work schedule. So there, I'm like doing like 40 things right now. And mm-hmm. this is just a representation of the fact that I don't have enough time to do what, all the things that I want to do. Mm. Um, yeah. Time is money, but then money and money buys it's time. time. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. 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 Um, I'm all tangled. Oh Chicken or the egg. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the egg. In like the past like three months – what is the most like fulfilling thing that you got with the money that you earned? Ooh, um, my salad spinner. My salad. One hundred. One. Not even a pause. It's like it's okay. So like it's an OXO salad spinner, uh-huh. but is it's it glass. Glass. Oh, glass. It's glass. It would be glass, Megan. I you have a glass. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking heavy, mm-hmm. but. It's like life changing. You everyone go out and get a friggin' salad spinner because like <laughs> you think you think it's like well I, okay so it took me so long wow the excitement in my voice um, it took me so long to get a salad spinner because I was like it's gonna take it takes up so much room and like. Mm whatever like it's you just like you know you just take your salad and like greens and a colander and just like go like this and it's fine but like no it's so it actually like my veggies last longer in the fridge Mm -hmm. and it's like such like it's such a like good piece of equipment so actually this is like I, so I got a salad spinner recently too, but it's just like, it's not like a fancy one. It's plastic, but I had like, it. it's the top like locks in place. So you could also use it like as storage almost, right? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Hey. But, like, so, no, I have oh, some, really. I have some like chopped lettuce in the salad spinner in my fridge, but then I've been really oh. bad this past week. And I don't know if that lettuce is still good, but we should do it. I'm going to do a test. <laughs> right now and Ooh. grab the salad spinner yes go 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 <laughs> yeah the salad spinner the this one it locks too so like the top goes down and then it locks so then you mm-hmm. could place something on top of it but it's still mm. like this big clunk. wow okay, so, <laughs> yeah so it locks in place and then it opens. oh wait i think this is is this oxo it is oxo but it's not glass I know, but there's a plastic one and a glass uh-huh. one. So this, is, like gla- this plastic, is a plastic glass one. Yeah, this is a plastic yeah. one. And then there's like okay. a stopper. This lettuce still looks pretty crisp. Wow. I'm telling you. I'm not telling that is you. very, it, very economical of you in these hard smell. times. Like, it has you're going to be spending money. No, eat one. My nose is like in there. Eat okay. one. <laughs> okay, let's do some ASMR. 
wait, how long ago? Or like, how long has it been? Yeah. Let's see. I think like, at least like, I think it's been there for like a week. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. See? Oh my God. It's honestly the best. All that money you're saving? Yeah. In the long run? I did that (laughs) there was a glass one. I would have gotten that. Yeah. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. so like, it is pretty ridiculous because it's so heavy, but, oh, but because it's glass, you can use mm-hmm. it as like a salad, like its own it's like salad a bowl. bowl. Yeah. To like use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Well, mine was not the salad <laughs> spinner, but now it is because I was kind of scared to chuck that lettuce. It's kind of like when you're scared to look at your finances, right? You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. it, like, I just like, you know, ignorance. Was it worth list. it? <laughs> now I know. I'm not afraid of my my greens. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. But I think my answer is getting a cleaning lady. And I don't, we don't have her um, come like all the time. She's come mm-hmm. like three times total in the past like year, maybe. So it's like maybe like once a quarter. And it's just when like the dust buildup is just really big. And like, I'm just so tired. And every time she comes, which again, it's just been a few times so far, like I'm so happy and I'm so relaxed. Mm-hmm. And like, I just feel so good because everything is spotless. Yeah. So. That and she makes like origami with your toilet paper. Yeah, she like, <laughs> oh my like God. a little flower and then like does something where so then cute. it like she uses like water maybe to like stick it on. And so it's like this pretty little, yeah, it's so cute. It's insane. That's kind of like time because like yeah. it would take you probably, I don't know, three plus hours mm-hmm. to, to do that good of a job, like in, yeah. cor- you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you just bought yourself some time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Money is time. Time is money. For me, I would say the thing that makes making money so worth it is my Pilates classes. So I bought like unlimited monthly Pilates classes. So basically I can take however many classes I want. Um, It's kind of pricey, but I think about that also as like an investment, my health and my own mental sanity. So all the benefits that I gain from moving my body and taking these classes, like so, so worth it. It's like the thing that makes me the happiest in terms of where my money's going. Aww. Yeah. Look at ourselves making our <laughs> We're so ourselves happy. spending money. <laughs> making and spending money. Moral of the story is money leads to happiness. Don't just kidding. Story. <laughs> just kidding. But it does. But just kidding. But maybe it does. Yeah. God. It's just a resource. That's it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that was guys. fun. Yeah. We did the hard thing. Cheers. We, we did. did the hard thing of look of talking about my, monies. eating my old lettuce. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this also is sponsored by OXO Grips Company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so OXO oh, Notion. Should I should I leave you guys with um the first like finance tip? Yes. In your adult that I got notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in the first little. T- the first little bit I got an adulting 101. So there are four main buckets in your finances. One is ongoing expenses like food, groceries, mortgage, rent, gas, like your car, right? Insurance, things like that. Mm-hmm. Then two is like a safety. Um, so that's six to 12 months worth, closer to a year if you can, um, of like cash that means like not like physical cash Mm -hmm. yeah not like physical cash but like 
flowing cash liquid right like things expendable, liquid. Whatever. Thank you. Yeah. yes yeah. yes liquid so yeah um mama whalen said six to 12 months worth but closer to a year because oh. just in case you just never know the more the better and then next the third bucket is your kind of like next big purchase um that could be mm. i don't know a down payment on a house maybe you're looking for a, a new car um, maybe you're going on like a big trip something like that and then fourth is your long-term investments. Mm -hmm. So like Roth IRA, IRA, 401k, like a brokerage account, your HSA, things like that. Yeah. So if you think about it in those four buckets um, and you can, you know, maybe, maybe I think just starting would even be like, what are in your four buckets? Cause like sometimes mm -hmm. like that was difficult too, to like sit there and go like, wait, yeah. What is an ongoing expense? Like, yes, your Netflix account definitely should go on there. And then writing all of those out, you can actually mm -hmm. see like how much money you're spending. Yeah. So leaving you with a little bit of wisdom. Thank you, Mama Waylon. Thank you, Mama Waylon. Cheers to Mama Waylon. Cheers. Cheers. So if you want to just interact with us more, find us on social media at Samcha Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, although we mostly post on Instagram, but we'll try to post on the others <laughs> as well. And then samchapodcast.com is our website. And you can email us at samchapodcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Please email us. Like, send us a Hit nude. Us up. <laughs> What? Noodles, 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 bowls of noodles, noodles, balls and noodles. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.